Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Guiding Principles uh, book study. We're on episode 53 starting on page 105 tonight with question 10. Before we start, I'm gonna go around and have some introductions done for the group. So Will, I'm gonna start with you for introductions. Uh, hi family, Will Addicts. My clean date's February 27th of 2013. My home groups are Monday Night Miracles in Meadville, Pennsylvania and the Clean and Free group in Ashtabula, Ohio. Awesome. All right, Phil, would you like to introduce yourself? My name's Phil M. My clean date is 4-1995. My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I do meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Awesome, thank you so much. Michelle, can you introduce yourself, dear? Absolutely, I'm Michelle C. Uh, my clean date is 8-1392. I uh, fellowship in the Bend, Oregon, Central Oregon area. My home group is the Early Risers. Awesome. And Donna. Hey, everybody. My name's Donna. I'm an addict out here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean date is 11 uh, My home group is uh, something about uh, solutions for living. <laughs> I can never remember <laughs> the name of my home group. And uh, come out and see us sometime. Awesome. Thank you. And we have two guests tonight. Mike from Wisconsin. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, I'm an addict named Mike, clean date 10 15 Home group is Clock is Ticking, Menasha, Wisconsin, and I attend meetings in the ILUA area, in the Lake Unity area. Awesome. Thanks so much. And Steve, tell us who you are, man. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm an addict. Uh, my clean date is July 15th of 1988. Uh, I'm from the Corpus Christi area. My home group is Off the Wall. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome to our group, guys. We're glad you're here. And uh, before we turn it over to Phil with our first question, I'm an addict named Des. My clean date is uh, July 24th, 1995. I hail from Wisconsin. My home group is in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and we're a fully virtual group. And I attend meetings mainly virtually, but sometimes in person in the Wisconsin region. So glad to be here. All right. And over to you, Phil, with our first question. Hey, tradition six. An NA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the NA name to any related facility or outside enterprise least problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Um, uh, number 10, okay. Um, how does this tradition help me understand anonymity and how does anonymity help me understand this tradition? Um, how do I practice anonymity in terms of this uh, tradition? Well, um, with anonymity, um, all of us uh, being, being e equals and having the same playing field, uh, uh, it's, it's important for me to, to remember um, uh, unity. And um, the other thing is, is all, always practicing uh, uh, steps uh, with this tradition too, because uh, uh, with um, money, property, and prestige, um, diverting uh, us from different things in life, uh, I don't need to be diverted from the principles for, uh, for our, our, our members. And um, um, anonymity, uh, uh, along with uh, 
along with the, the spiritual principles in the steps and uh, tra traditions uh, helped me uh, understand it uh, better. Uh, the um, spiritual principles, um, um, I don't know, um, humility, uh, vigilance, uh, integrity, and, and, and all, uh, all the, all the um, spiritual principles and the traditions and along with uh, our steps, I, I just need to re be mindful that we're all equals here. You know, um, we're not all the same, but we are all uh, equal. And that's all I got. Thank you so much, Phil. And Will, I, I see you want some stuff to add. You have some stuff to add there, take it away. Yeah, so I just had, um how does this tradition help me understand anonymity uh, is by showing that we separate ourselves from anything around us without allowing influence in, we stand on our own two feet. Um, how does anonymity help me understand this tradition? This one was kind of neat for me. So it helps me understand it because this is basically the ver the we version of like my personal anonymity. Like when I come in here, I want people to respect me for being exactly what I am without having to change anything or ad adopt something I might not want to. And as a group, we're asking for the same thing. You know, that, that, that we, we be able to, to function as we function, um, that we don't need not just we're enough on our own as far as recovery goes out, but we're enough on our own no matter how we exist. Like if, if maybe I don't have a lot of money, maybe a group doesn't have a lot of attendance or maybe it doesn't have those things, but you don't need all that to carry the message. You know, so no, like, no matter what, what state or where you're at, your group is at, like it, it's still able to fulfill our primary purpose. Um, you know, without a lot of the bells and whistles sometimes, and even with all the bells and whistles juggling that, um, it gets a little more intense with the prestige part that we've talked about. Um, and the last question there, how do I practice anonymity in terms of this tradition? Uh, by remembering why I'm here and, and voting at business meetings on what I believe to be best for the group and not necessarily myself. That's all I have. Awesome. Thank you so much, Will. Um, Anybody else want to jump in there? Okay. I, yeah, I think that was a great discussion. And I agree, like, um, for myself, I, I've learned that a lot of times, like, groups want to, want to um, when they want to promote themselves or look better than other people, they become unattractive. And, and I think, as a whole, um, addicts are drawn to things that are easy and simple and not complicated and just loving and caring. So, I think anonymity is really important in that aspect. So thanks for all this stuff. Oh, all right. Is that your hand raised there, Mike? Yeah, it is. I'm an addict named Mike. Hi there. Um, without the anonymity, I cannot truly become part of the we. Kind of on self what Phil was saying, seeing that we're all equals. With the anonymity, I'm part of the we. And it's always interesting to me how these traditions are like gears in a machine. They work together. Um, how can you have a true group consciousness if a personality is taken over a group? I believe that's another place where anonymity really takes over within the group. Um, yeah, so that's it. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. And we're on to question 11 with Will. Hi, guys. Will Attic. Um, the question 11 is describe any bridges between this tradition and one or more of the 12 steps. And what do these bridges teach me about recovery? Um, so anonymity, I've always related more with the traditions than the steps necessarily. Um, but I did narrow down like um, steps two and three, um, 10 and 11, because they involve, involve our higher power, which is completely up to the individual to choose. Um, so it's, it's nothing that we have to adopt or bring outside of the rooms in with us. Like it's, it's, it's ours to choose. It's free to us. And it's, you know, fiercely defended, it says, by our, by our fellowship. Um, and as we were talking before with groups autonomy and how sometimes when they get big or or want to try and compete, things like that, I think that ties in nice with a step four with like an honest and thorough moral inventory of what we're doing. Um, that group four step at the business meetings is something I hear referenced a lot. Um, so really sitting down and are, are we just trying to fulfill our primary purpose or are we now treating, uh, you know, the place we come to get help as our social club and stuff as well. Um, you know, and not letting that go the route it should. And then that's a slippery slope. Cause I mean, obviously like, especially my home group, I love it. Like it's where I spent the people I'm the closest with. Um, I want people to come there. Um, 
and, and, and I want it to be as good as possible. So it, it's really easy to get caught up in, hey, let's do this and let's do this, um, you know, add this to the fund to the format or whatever. Um, and, and I think that's why we have events or it's why we have area events or we can do things like that to, to get the fun involved with. But um, it shouldn't look like a carnival necessarily every time a newcomer walks into the room. But it's, I don't know. I, I do like that we have the autonomy to be ourselves, but at the same time, making sure we're staying on, on with our primary purpose. Thanks so much, Will. And yeah, those those Bridges questions are always fun, right? <laughs> I think for me, when I think about the Bridges questions, I always think, um, what do they teach me about my recovery? I mean, really, it just teaches me that it's all related. It's all connected. Everything, you know, um, fits together. And for me, sometimes I just have to look for look for how that fits for me, where I fit and where my group fits. And um, when when I see the things fitting together, my logical analytical mind is like, oh, that's cool. I, I can dig this. So I'm always really grateful for that. So, uh, OK, go ahead, Phil. Wow, uh, good stuff. Um, I can go with um, one, three and uh, 12. And I want to look at. Um, the humility um, in in one um, um, and and staying staying that that way um, in um, uh, through the tradition and I want to look at confidence and things and um, like like uh, step three two of, of of turning things over naturally along with um, step uh, eleven gives me uh, confidence in a um, regard my understanding. And uh, and confidence in the, uh, the the members as well. Twelve two can be that too of of the members carrying the message and the meetings and um, uh, this this and that. But um, the, uh, uh, it it does go it does bridge bridge uh, uh, the the things in in our, in, a, in a bunch of the steps and uh, traditions and. Um, uh, it teaches me a lot about recovery. You know, just like it says, what does the bridges teach me about recovery? Definitely uh, the steps. And uh, yeah, I, I need to practice these things uh, uh, in here with uh, you people. You know, my sponsor all, all, always says this, especially in here. You know, if I can practice this stuff with, with you folks, maybe when I get out, out away from you folks, I can practice it in the world. That's all I have. I love that. Thank you so much, Phil. All right. And we're just going to move on through to question 13. Or I'm sorry, question 12. Sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I have you down for question 12. Oh, there. I'm going to unmute you, friend. Mike, I had to unmute you. Whoop. There you go. Question 12, I'm unmuted. <laughs> 12, what more can I do with the principles of this tradition into action? How would applying tradition change my attitudes and actions? You know, as, as an individual, I need to look at my primary purpose on a regular basis doing that step 10. Um, when, I'm, when I'm in a narcotics anonymous meeting, Primary purpose to be part of that group to carry the message the addict still suffers. When I'm with my grandkids, my primary purpose is to be a grandpa. When I'm at work, my primary purpose is, is to be an employee and get a job done. My primary purpose changes on occasion. However, the bottom line primary purpose is being an addict seeking recovery. Um, and I can't allow, you know, my, my disease like to tell me lies. And it likes to tell me, you've been clean long enough, you should know this, so you don't need to reach out for help. Well, that's diverting me from my primary purpose of seeking recovery. That's exactly when I need to reach out for help. That's exactly when I need to surrender. Um, how about applying this tradition, Jim, change my attitudes and actions? I can get caught up in my ego when I'm stuck in fear. And when I can stop using outside things, money, property or prestige trying to fill that hole and surrender and be part of then i can reach out for help 
and carry that message in Narcotics Anonymous, you know, primary purpose. Um, and yeah, I, I, I see a lot of surrender in this and I, I see exactly how this, this ties in with, with many of the steps. Um, just being a part of is what I get out of this. Um, that's, that's for the members as, as far as the group, you know, is, is, is my home group, are, are we getting caught up in endorsement? Are we getting caught up in trying to raise funds for, for a piece of literature or are we getting caught up in trying to put on functions instead of carrying the message to the addict that's walking in the door? Um, you know, and <clears throat> I think the attitudes and the actions, somebody had said it earlier, you know, is there a carnival going on when a newcomer walks in the door? What kind of message are, are we presenting to that person walking in the door? Um, I remember early recovery, I had to be taught how to act. I didn't know how to act properly in public, you know, and I remember a couple of times, um, you know, getting slapped upside the back of the head in a very loving way. Being told that popping coffee creamers is not okay after a function. If you're wearing an NA shirt, and you're acting like that, are you endorsing that behavior? I mean, that's something I need to keep track of. And that's what I got in, in that question. Thank you so much, Mike. That was awesome. All right, and next we have Phil. Wow. Um, what, I'm, what I'm gonna say is um, um, I, don't be, I don't need to be diverted from this program. And I really and truly need to practice these principles in all my affairs all the time. You know, it, uh, it says in all, all your affairs, but I, um, I, I need to. Um, you know, um, the, the thing about being in, in, re in recovery, it's just only kept one way. And uh, it's with vigilance. And, and it's really not no kept, kept any other way. So I, I need to be aware and, um, and, and, and how the attitude changes. It, it is definitely with the steps, you know, our 12 steps, the spiritual principles uh, in, in our 12 steps, because there's so many. And then likewise with um, uh, our traditions. And uh, when I'm aware of, of what I'm doing, I'm aware of my my actions, and I'm I'm ushering all these things in. Uh, yeah, my my attitude changes, you know, and um and and the thing with our spiritual principles, they're just just all good things. So uh, so um, it's probably going to be a positive thing. No, I'm not going to say it, it it is it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to say it, it should be. It is. Our spiritual principles are, are, are positive things and uh, we can live them and we can uh, be that way, you know, because they all flip too. And I, I've, I've learned that I hear. So um, uh, when I have that awareness that I'm in recovery, I need something and, and things happen to me in life, in this world, um, even at our meetings and things, you know, I got to take that step back and, um, uh, remember sometimes hey, I'm in recovery, you know, I need to uh, have a positive attitude and, um, and just having the blessings to practice, you know, respect and uh, humility and having confidence and just so many things, tools and things in our program of, of blessings to, to do, you know, it's not going to do me any good just to read these things and talk about these things. I need to live these things. That's all I have. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thanks so much, Phil. All right. And moving right along to Will. Good stuff, everybody. I'll be really quick. So I, it's not one of the spiritual principles listed here in the book. And I don't even know if it is one, um, but I would just call it, I can't come up with a better word. So like satisfaction. Um, is something I could put into place because anything I like, I tend to want to make better, even when it doesn't need to be. Um, so I, I don't know how you said just being uh, just being satisfied with what I have when I get here, and it's not chasing more uh, for the group or for myself. Uh, it's something I think put into play in my all my affairs. Is that what it says? That's it. 
Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I love the um, statement made that in the beginning, you know, having to be learned how to how to be a member of NA, like having to learn how to be around. And I think sometimes too, as as I've gone on, I've had to learn how to be a person with clean time, you know, how to act as a responsible, you know, example to others. So I'm just always really grateful for um for stuff like this because you know it changes my attitudes and actions because before I got here, I I was fiercely independent. I don't want anybody to ever help me because I wasn't around helpful people. And when I came into NA, I was surrounded with helpful people. And it took me a minute to catch up with that and, and to be a part of that. So I'm really grateful that um, that I got there, <laughs> that I got caught up eventually. So yeah. All right, uh, Steve, we have you for the next question. Um, are you ready? Well, let me go to the chat. Okay, I'm going to read it out for you. So um, if if that's okay, because I know the... the yeah, so that'll be... Okay, so here it is. How have I applied this tradition outside of NA? And how else might the principles of this tradition guide my thinking or my actions? And, and Will did put it up in the chat too, so... Okay. And we are talking about the 11th tradition? The 6th tradition. Tradition 6. Okay. I uh, instead of trying to come up with something profound, <laughs> right? And the question was, how is and and ask me the question again. Would you ask me the question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm wrestling with a dog. <laughs> so sorry. I was gone for the weekend. He's like, what are yeah. you doing? Okay, here's nope. a question. Are you ready? It says, yes. how, how have I applied this tradition outside of NA? That's the first part. And then do you want the second part? Yeah, go ahead and give it to me. How else might the principles of this tradition guide my thinking or my action? And I'm a thousand percent sure we'll get some help from the group on this question. Yeah, well, you know, the thing of it is, is that I've learned that I can't, okay, like at work, they really um, promote public service, right? Being, being part of, you know, being a little league coach or doing different activities throughout the, the community to better the community, right? Well, being a member of Narcotics Anonymous and saying that I help other addicts, that that would be an inappropriate use of that, I think. Um, yes, I do work with other addicts and I, and I, and I do do community service by being, being and staying clean and trying to, uh, uh, not trying to, incorporating these principles in my daily living. I, I don't, it's not necessary for me to get acknowledgement for it. The, the, the quality of life that I live and the influence that I have on others, that should remain separated from Narcotics Anonymous as far as I help, how I help. Now I do different things in different facets of the community of which I feel is open to public forum, but not the membership with Narcotics Anonymous. Now, what is amazing, because I don't advertise, <laughs> but people that I've worked with for decades know that I'm clean, you know? And, and they have came to me and said, hey, I got this kid, he's starting to steal stuff, you know, the key car keys are missing, that type of stuff. And say, hey, can you, can you talk to us? And then I can be there for him but it's not something that I want to sit there and advertise or promote that I'm, it's, no singular person is a representative in Narcotics Anonymous. So I wouldn't want to use it to try to gain public stature. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Mm -hmm. And so, and then the second question. 
Uh, how else might the principles of this tradition guide my thinking or my action? Well, absolutely, because Narcotics Anonymous didn't make me have a fat bank account or a new car <laughs> or buy me a house or uh, get me a healthy relationship. Narcotics Anonymous gave me a will to live and participate in my own life. And because I started doing that, those things slowly came to me. And, and it's funny because as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's a privilege. I mean, I'm just so grateful that I didn't get what I deserved. Uh, that, that I got something so much bigger than I could ever imagine. Um, and what's, what's funny is I wake up every day an addict um, and I have a choice whether to be an addict in addiction or an addict in recovery. And, and you know, I make a commitment to, to be an addict in recovery. And, and so how I conduct myself throughout the day should represent that. Am I always on my best 12-step behavior? Absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, I do ask the God of my understanding to give me strength and willingness when I'm not. Because I am human. And, uh, you know, sometimes I go into default mode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this has been an amazing gig. So hopefully that answered your question. Yes, it does. I, here I was talking along and I was muted. Sorry. Thank you so much for answering that question, Stephen. I, I appreciate you being here with us. I forgot to mention that the start of that question was the first section that's called In All Our Affairs. So it, it starts to ask questions about how NA not only affects us within the rooms, but in all of our lives, which you did phenomenally with your question. Thank you so much. And I see, Thank you. And I see Donna's hand up. Go ahead, Donna. Hey, everybody. Nice to be back. So on page uh, 101, there's a list of spiritual principles that the writers of this book have decided to go along with this tradition. And uh, integrity, humility, vigilance, confidence, faith, awareness, balance, prudence, harmony, dignity, respect, conviction, anonymity, fidelity, loyalty, and perseverance. It wouldn't have been all that long ago that I really would have thought the only one that really applied to this one was anonymity, right? right. And um, so it's been really good to for this to study this stuff to um, understand um, some other perspectives on it. But one of the things that occurred to me was um, before I got clean or early in recovery, those words sounded like a judgment. They were a judgment of my character, right? Because I didn't have those things. I could tell you maybe what they meant. I wasn't stupid, but I was emotionally and spiritually bankrupt, you know? And so when I started learning about spiritual principles, it gave me a guide for living. It gave me a guide for how to behave in the world. It gave me a guide to know what was maybe expected or what I could expect from other people. Um, I didn't, I really didn't know I was really broken, you know, and, um, and so I started learning, I started learning how to live, you know, and, and in the rooms is where I did it for the first couple of years. I lived this program. I was here all of the time, right? And I slowly started taking it outside and into other areas of my life. Today, I'm a respected and trusted employee. I'm a, I'm a respected and loved mother. I'm a respected and trusted neighbor. You know, that was not who I was when I got here, right? So, um, uh, you know, I just think that when it's asked what the principles uh, are, how they guide my thinking and my actions, they give me instructions on how to live because I had no idea, you know, so. That's enough out of me, thanks. Oh, that was good. Thank you so much, Donna. 
All right. And thanks for all that information. I love it. All right. Well, you're next. All right. We'll add a quick story. And I think it applies here because it talks about outside of NA. So um, one of the first couple of years I was clean, I was filing my taxes with my wife and she straight asked the account, she said, can he get some of this money back for all this time he's spending out in these meetings and H and I, you know, I'm, he's out of the house 15 hours a week, you know, and I was I had to like nudge her like, no, we, that's, that's not real. But anyway, like, yeah, you know, absolutely not. You know, I don't I can't get paid for this. Um, and then as someone else kind of mentioned um, in all my affairs. So like at work, my primary purpose changes no matter where I go. Um, and what it has taught me here is that a lot of people have a lot of good intention, good ideas, like very from the heart that just don't fit here sometimes. Um, you know, and, and whether it be, you know, religion another fellowship or whatever it might be isn't the place for it um i have four daughters and a wife at home there's a lot of emotion there <laughs> and and i'm sorry yeah i got the looks but listen um sometimes you know it's just coming down to like our primary purpose like what we're doing here i'm trying to raise adults okay i'm not always going to be your friend and i'm not always going to be the one that just um you know when i asked for help when i was using and they're not using this but like when I asked for help, it was really just meant to give me what I want, you know, so to be able to, to have those conversations. And I learned that in Narcotics Anonymous, um, we, we find out what our primary purpose is and the best way to deliver that um, at work, like being able to make business decisions that aren't charged by emotion, um, you know, is, is yeah, what has taught me. So it's, man, I, I use this in all my affairs a lot because I, I didn't know how to do anything when I got here. Um, so, and I've shared that a number of times on this podcast, like Narcotics Anonymous taught me how to be uh, an adult, really, or, or how to stand on my own two feet and, and get things done like that. Um, unfortunately for my kids, I'm very much a numbers guy. Uh, so I always tell them, don't get mad at me, the numbers just don't add up, <laughs> but it doesn't usually go over that well. So, um, but we're getting through it. Thanks. Man, I'm listening to you well, and I'm envisioning family meetings at your house. Whew, <laughs> must be good times. <laughs> I hope you bring your your smile and humor and love. I'm sure you do. All right, Phil, you're, you got your hand up there, friend. Okay. Wow, uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Uh, you know, um, apply this tradition uh, outside of NA. You know, um, it's it's just a, a good thing. Practicing these um principles in, in all my affairs and living in this world uh, outside of, of NA, there are a whole lot of outside things and uh, problems of money, property, and prestige uh, can divert me. And I, I just need uh, uh, some kind of program. And I'm glad I got a program that teaches me vigilance and awareness and, and uh, how, how to um, how to live and 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 i and i guess that's the uh the hit on uh, uh the principles of this tradition guide my thinking or or my actions um um the addict can uh uh can stop using and, and lose that uh uh desire to use but but the uh other part of that thing is is we still have to find a new way to live, saying a new way to live, not an old way to live, or, or um, this and that, that thing. A, a, a new, a new, a new way to live, and um, the thinking. You know, I, I can go go into the, the the steps and how they're written and designed for for us, and all the spiritual principles in the steps, let alone our traditions. Uh, uh, with us reading them and the application it's it's always um the application should be always changing uh our 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 thing because this is our program should be and uh that's how it's written and designed to 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 regulate uh our our, our thinking with the application that's all i got all right thank you so much um, moving on to question 14, and Michelle is ready to go. Hello. Uh, um, 
14 is how does the sixth tradition help clear help bring clarity to my making what really matters to me how do i stay focused on that and how do i align my priorities according to my own sense of purpose well that's a loaded question um so i was i was sitting here kind of pondering like multifaceted and um you know there's one of my favorite lines in this chapter uh, on 100 says we have too much on the line to gamble with the na name and so I just take out the NA name and think about my recovery, right? I have too much on the line to gamble with my recovery. And I and that and this tradition has taught me that, right? This tradition has taught me the importance of of anonymity. It's taught me the importance of um, not lending our name out, not attaching us to something else, not, you know, and and uh, not being shy about saying, hey, you know, you can't put the logo there, or you know, you need to change how that's worded. Um, and that same thing applies, like when I think about in, in all my affairs, right, in, in my own recovery and how I, how I show up in my recovery, how do I show up for sponsees, like my sense of purpose, um, like, like others have said, you know, I mean, I, I, I got clean at 19, I grew up in these rooms. Um, and so my sense of purpose in the world is very much tied into my recovery and tied into um, my journey of recovery. And, um, you know, what I have to watch for, uh, the other thing it talks about in here in regards to how this, you know, the, the money, property and prestige, right. I have to watch my ego, my self-righteousness, my sense of entitlement, my expectations, um, you know, because, um, I can allow those to overwhelm my sense of purpose and become more powerful. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that this tradition has, has helped me a lot. And, um, you know, or even things like um, I choose, my, my license plate happens to have NA in it. And, um, and you know, nobody, nobody would know, but I know. And so when I get behind the wheel, uh, it matters to me how I drive, right? Like how I show up in the world, how I drive, how I park my car, <laughs> that I don't cut people off. Like, it, and it helps me make those decisions, right? That helps me when I'm in the car, make that decision to do the next right thing. Um, Cause I used to like speed and drive crazy. So, you know, it helps me, right? It makes me vigilant in who I am. Those, those spiritual principles that it talked about. Um, and, um, you know, and perseverance, um, you know, it, it helps me um, persevere through the, through the hard things to, to stay focused on my purpose. Um, so that's all I got. Thanks so much, Michelle. Um, I, I want to jump in here um, with some answers. Uh, as far as the situation bringing clarity to my decision making, um, I think it's, it's really, it's really helped me to, uh, make sure that, you know, what are, what are my priorities? Am I approaching things in the right way, in a spiritual way? Am I being, you know, am I being kind and nice? Am I being, you know, having the principles that, that, you know, Donna talked about that are on, on that page for all of us to look at the integrity, you know, the faith, the awareness, balance, prudence. Am I, am I looking at those things in my life? And when I make decisions in my life, um, I'm grateful for this tradition, other traditions too, but I'm grateful for this one because it keeps me grounded. It keeps me like level with level the playing field. Like there's nobody's better or worse. We're all like the same. Like that's what I've always thought of. And, um, and what really matters to me, I, I'll tell you, I, I, when I got clean, I don't know that anything really mattered to me. And, and coming into Narcotics Anonymous, I found out that it was okay to let things matter for me. Like things can matter for me. And one of the things that really matters for me is um, holding the integrity of Narcotics Anonymous and making sure that the next person that comes in is safe and loved and able to get clean because somebody did that for me. I mean, that's what matters. That's what really matters. And however that looks, if it's within the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous or outside the rooms at the grocery store, if I'm being nice and somebody's like, wow, why was that lady nice when, when you took the last bag of apples or whatever, you know, I don't have to be a jerk about that stuff. I can just wait because I, I have faith and I believe that 
there's another bag of apples coming or, or whatever, right? So, you know, that's important. And, uh, and staying focused and aligning my priorities according to my own sense of purpose. I, I think, you know, both of those are, are pretty, you know, I stay focused by staying connected and talking, doing stuff like this, doing literature studies, talking to other members about how NA works in their lives and learning stuff from other people being teachable and uh, aligning my priorities is just about, you know, what, what is my sense of purpose? I have a sense of purpose now because of Narcotics Anonymous. I, I did not have a sense of purpose before I got here. And, and just the humility in that is just having a sense of purpose. My goodness. No, I never thought I would mean anything to anybody in the world. And NA has not only allowed me to mean something to other people, but to mean something to myself and my home group, you know, I, I have a part there and I'm really grateful for that. So, and uh, yeah, and then we have some more hands up. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to send you an unmute prompt, friend. There we go. A lot of a lot of really good stuff shared tonight. Thanks, Dustin. A lot of really good stuff shared tonight. I just want to touch base on this first part of the question here. How does sixth tradition help bring clarity to my decision making? You know, sometimes up in my head is like the internet without a security feature, okay? There's tabs opening all over the place. There's music going on. I'm going in a thousand different directions. There's circus music. It just gets really crazy, okay? But when I focus on that primary purpose, what is it in this moment? Be here now. What is it right here, right now that I need to do? Where is my focus? That'll instantly bring me um, that clarity of thought, you know, and couple that along with the serenity prayer, it, it helps me from getting diverted. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to add that. Thank you so much, Mike. Take it away, Will. Um, yeah, it was just that first part as well. How does the sixth tradition help bring clarity to my decision-making? Um, you know, I was one of those addicts that thought I was only hurting myself for the longest time. So I guess coming out of that, that self-centered thing to accept today that, you know, uh, my decisions and my actions do and can affect other people. So, and that's it. That's all I got. Thank you. A lot of good stuff tonight, man. All right, Donna, we're moving right to you. Question 15. When am I most likely to compromise my values and trying to reach a goal? What are some ways I justify or rationalize those compromises and what are the consequences? So um, what I wrote is that I'm most likely to compromise my values <clears throat> in trying to reach a goal if I'm uncomfortable, if I'm afraid, um, if I'm keeping secrets, right? Um, I tell myself that sometimes that the ends justify the means. I tell myself that uh, to compare myself to how dishonest I used to be, I'm practically a saint these days, right? So it's just a little, it's just a little something um, I, uh, that I mostly do good. Um, and the probably within the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous and, and maybe in other places is that I just feel like I know best, right? When I feel like I have the answer, when I feel like I know what we need to do to move forward and listen within the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous, that's just not the way it works, right? We, we work as a group. Uh, we are all on even playing field. That isn't necessarily true in all areas of my life, right? As often as it can be, it sure makes my life simpler um, and, and more understandable because I understand the traditions, but um, it's not true necessarily in all areas of my life. Not everybody gets to decide what I'm gonna have for dinner. Not everybody gets to decide where I'm gonna work. Not everybody gets to decide how I'm gonna drive you know, or what I'm going to do outside of the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous to fulfill myself and my own desires. So, um, um, but the consequences are, for me, um, I just actually had this conversation with somebody today that I know that have shared with me that they're not being 100% honest about something pretty important. And, um, and they're, and they're kind of stuck in their life in another area, right? And I just shared with them that for me, when I have those, when I'm keeping those secrets, when I'm being dishonest, when I'm being controlling, when I'm acting in ways that um, 
are contrary to my spirit and how I know uh, that I want to live, um, it just starts eating away at me. And even my successes start to seem hollow because I am compromising myself and my principles. You know, we've talked a lot in over the weeks about um, what, knowing what our own primary purpose is, right? And understanding what is the most important things to us as individuals, let alone to our groups and to our fellowships. And, uh, you know, most of us aren't, those are new questions in a lot of ways. I mean, I know what I want and I can stop my foot and get it, but like really, what am I here to do? Why am I on this earth? What is it, right? And when I start compromising myself or, um, or behaving, you know, controlling or being dishonest, I just get farther and farther away from that. Um, uh, I know for me, uh, being a pathological liar, um, before I got here, being diagnosed by somebody else's therapist that I was, um, that, um, that that kind of stuff just eats at me. It eats away at me. And um, I have a sponsee that um, went out after many years of being clean over resentments and secrets, you know, and has had to claw their way back into recovery. So the consequences are real and they can be deadly. You know, it's just easier to live according to the principles and clean my shit up, up as I go along, right? Thanks. Wow, that's that's real stuff. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, Will, I'm just going to check in with you. I think I saw your hand up, but then it went down. So, yeah, it was up, but I took it down because I was just going to repeat everything she said. Um, so yeah, first part, when do I compromise is when I'm scared that I won't get my own way and I refuse to believe my higher power is going to take care of me. Um, my, my justifications are that I know better because I have experience or I'm just too scared to let go. And my, my consequences are usually in a men's ode, especially when I'm right. So that's, that's all I got. Awesome. Appreciate you, man. That's, that's, that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Phil, I see your hand. <laughs> wow. Uh, very well said. Uh, uh, wow. That, that, that was deep from, from uh, uh, Donna and, and him. Uh, but I'm going to be real quick. Uh, uh, comp compromising my values and, and trying to reach uh, a goal. Um, um, I I'm going to look at the values as, as spiritual principles because um, they're blessings uh, if, uh, um, if they're applied. And uh, you're just, I'm just going to get good things in, in life, uh, applying them uh, to, um, to life. And that's all you, I can get out of them is because they're, they're just all good things to do and, and to live. And it's just a good way of living. But um, I'm just like everybody else, uh, that um, self-obsession, uh, that triangle and uh, my humanness and uh, me being in denial about something in life you know and um the denial is a uh, bad boy and i know it's not a river in egypt uh denial don't even know uh i am lying uh and i've compromised i've now flipped those spiritual principles and they all flip you know they they all got a flip side and uh i'm doing something on that note I'm living on that note, you know, in that denial of whatever it is, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, being dishonest or, or not true, some kind of deceitful thing or some kind of forced issue or forced will or, or something. And um, I've compromised those spiritual principles. And then uh, the, the last thing uh, it asked, what are the consequences? I, I should uh, get what I've done, you know? You know, I flipped them and I'm living that way now. Uh, that's what I should get. And uh, it's still the result of, of my living and it's the result of my actions. That's all I have. Awesome, yeah, good, good stuff. 
All right. Uh, let's let's go to sixteen, and um, I think we'll call it a wrap after that. But feel this is a big question, so I'm sure there's lots of input here. Here we go. Where else do I find spiritual help or support? How do I reconcile my membership in NA with other affiliations I might have? And can I keep my message clear from one place to another without being phony or holding part of myself back? So yeah, that's that's all tricky stuff. Um, the, the first question, the first part of it, where else do I find spiritual help or support for in my journey? Um, I, I just think I'm really blessed in the beginning. I asked a lot of questions about spirituality and I was really open to different um, paths. And then uh, my first sponsor told me I could just like combine them all, like make, make a stew out of it. She used to say, make a spiritual stew. And that was really helpful to me because that's what I've done. And I feel like um, today my spiritual path is always evolving and always changing. And I know, you know, through sponsorship, I've sponsored individuals who haven't had that they've had a very rigid understanding and that's okay too because it's whatever works for everybody but um i i know for a fact that that the ability to choose that myself has been really helpful and i think if i came into a fellowship that had uh put merits or or value on what my spiritual beliefs were and there was a certain way i had to follow it i would have not done as well as i've done today so so I'm grateful for that. And then uh, as far as reconciling my membership in NA with other affiliations I might have um, and keeping my message clear from one place to another without being phony or holding back part of myself. So so one thing like this weekend, I had a music festival, right? Like a small music festival. I, I do music here in the Midwest and um, not everybody knows I'm clean. It's not the first, I always say it's not my lead card. I'm not always like, hey, I'm clean. You know, I don't always say that right away. But, um, but when people get to know me, they know that I don't do anything. I don't do any substances. So um, I think about the music community and I think once in a while, somebody will show up that knows me in the music community and then they'll see me in an NA meeting and they'll be like, holy shit, you're in NA. That explains it. And I always think that when they say that explains it, that means that I'm, I'm following this path true in, in all areas of my life. You know, one, one woman got out of prison and she didn't know I was in NA. And when I found her, in NA at, at, at one of our conventions, she was like, dang, I always knew you were cool, but I didn't know what that level of cool was about, you know? And I'm really grateful for that. Um, I feel like sometimes I've wanted to uh, shout that I'm an NA member, but really I don't need to. Like, I, I think my spirit shows that I've got something going on, something that's really cool and neat. And if people want to know about it, they can ask me about it. And, and I'm really grateful for that. So, um, yeah, so that's what I have to say about question 16. And I love that Michelle's going to comment too. Come on in, girl. Thanks. Um, so first off, I think that it's really funny that they asked this question, right? Because it's like, where else do I find spiritual help or support? Well, I'm not going to name any of those places because that would be breaking the tradition, right? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of comical the way that they phrased this question because one of the biggest things that I learned when I studied this tradition in my, my early recovery was the importance of that, right? Was that I can still honor, um, I can honor my recovery and, and talk about it in, in terms, I don't need to mention what book I've read, what class I've been to. When I'm in an NA meeting, I can, I can honor my spiritual path and be vague. Like that doesn't take anything away from my spiritual path, right? Um, because I honor and respect the sixth tradition, right? So, so I don't need to, to be specific in that way. Um, and, and if somebody is curious afterwards, then of course I'm, I'm happy to have a conversation with them or, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's the same attraction, not promotion, uh, piece that, that attracts me to recovery, right? We don't go knock on doors and say, hey, we think you're an addict. We're going to leave you a leaflet. And you should come to our meeting, right? That we, we don't promote ourselves in that way. And so that, that same sense of like non-promotion is, is what I think about in the sense of this, this tradition, right? Um, and I don't think it takes anything away um, from, from my spiritual journey or my, my recovery journey or anything like that. Um, and I, you know, the 11th 
step tells me to go out inside and seek. It tells me to go find my path. Um, so, and I can find that path and make that path my own. I love that you said spiritual soup. For me, it's a spiritual quilt, right? Like I've, I've patchworked together this quilt of, of things that have worked for me along the way. Um, and, and out of respect for Narcotics Anonymous, I don't have to get into the details about that. And it doesn't take anything away from what I've, what I've gained. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to add. Awesome. All right, Will. Yeah, Will, just want to say I'm always open to feedback, just a FYI. Um, so yeah, I don't want to sound like Captain N.A. here, um, but I, I don't have outside places. I have one book, one book for spirituality that I've ever, ever like really got into. And I, I don't know why someone recommended it to me. I read it. It was great. Cool. Um, and it's, it's uh, I'm almost afraid to because I share the information I have with people when they have questions for me. Um, I have sponsees, um, I share and I comment at meetings. Um, and so whether I name it or not, um, if I have information for somewhere else, it's gonna come out. Um, so I've just never found a reason to go anywhere else. Um, I'm not bashing anybody else's anything. Um, I just haven't had, because I always, uh, I get in my head about stuff like that. Like I remember for, there was like a whole year where I had to share first in a meeting because I was too worried people would influence what I was going to say when they talked so that I, I had to get my thought out first so that I didn't let you make me cross talk to you. Even if I wasn't doing it so you could tell, I knew that I was speaking to you and I was so in my head about, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? I know I'm not supposed to. Um, and it's just, I don't know, my brain goes like that sometimes. Um, so for me, like, luckily I, I I've been here and I found, you know, I found all that I needed here um so far so i haven't been outside of so there's there's not really the opportunity for the message to get blurred that's all i got thanks so much will and i see steve wants to jump in come on in can you hear me yep perfectly awesome well it just so happens i'm very passionate about this um, I was, uh, <laughs> I was in Vancouver, Canada, and I was publishing a paper in front of a, a group of engineers, and uh, there was several people that were presenting at the time, and after I got done, you know, people gathered around and was thanking me for the good presentation, and da-da-da-da-da, and blah-blah-blah, and I noticed this this one lady kind of standing off to the side waiting for everybody to get finished and she came up afterwards and she says well i really liked your presentation and i said well thank you and she said so how long have you been clean <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> she says oh my god she says you're the only person that did a presentation that weren't you weren't trying to toot your own horn you were just trying to help others and it just screamed recovery and i said oh my gosh and so it was really neat because you know uh we ended up going out to uh get a bite to eat and then eventually later on in the week we went to a meeting together and i told my wife about her and she just thought that was so neat that we can we can see each other you know if we're if, when you're living this way of life and you're not trying to promote yourself it shows you don't it doesn't need it doesn't need any advertisement you know what i'm saying it's it because it, it, i think it just comes out more pure than that if we're trying to sell it then it sounds like a used car salesman if you're just being you then it's it seems like it's when it's in, in its purest form i just thought that was really cool Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, that is our time for tonight. Thank you, Mike and Steve, for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. Sure. Thanks for the invite, Des. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. And I will try to get the literature so I have it.
thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.